I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. This is a podcast for what we call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds on things above. That's where the name of the podcast comes from, from Colossians 3, 1 and 2, where Paul encourages us to set our minds on things above. Setting our minds on good, beautiful, and true thoughts, on uplifting, encouraging, life-giving, biblically-based thoughts from above is not easy. And that is why we do this podcast, to provide for you in each episode a thought from above that you can dwell upon so that your heart will be warmed and you will become an epiphany of grace. Well, we are in the year 2024. Happy New Year to you. This is the first episode of the new year. And, you know, one of the things that people often do in the new year is to make resolutions. Things like lose weight, eat better, stop something, start something. I think people do this because the new year promises a new start, a fresh beginning to focus on something that we think is you know, really important for us. So during the Christmas break, I came across an article in Christianity Today, written by Abby Perry, titled, Designing Your Year with Intention, How Christians Are Prioritizing Faith and Rest. This is in the December 2023 issue, if you're wanting to look it up. So I started reading this article, and I thought it was pretty fascinating. What it did was it described in pretty great detail a number of ways that you can begin practicing living out your faith life. In fact, the first subheading in the article is prioritizing practices. And so I was eager to see which practices the article suggested as ways to prioritize, as the subheading said, faith and rest. I teach in the area of Christian spiritual formation. I write, I speak in this area. So I was eager. I was like, oh, where are they going to go? The article mainly focused on practices uh, such as following the liturgical calendar, Advent, Lent, Easter, Ordinary Days. It also talked about using the daily office, or what some might call a devotional or quiet time, and how to use prescribed Bible passages and prayers. And then it talked about Lectio Divina and developing a rule of life. All of this was great, great suggestions. I'll probably use this article with, my, with one of my undergraduate classes. But as I was reading it, suddenly I paused, and I remembered a conversation that I had with a longtime listener of this podcast whose name is Sarah. And she said to me, Jim, you teach and practice the spiritual disciplines or soul training exercises as you refer to them, but you don't talk a lot about them on the podcast. She went on to say, I would love it if you would offer one episode maybe once a month to talk about a spiritual exercise, explain what it is, what it does, and how to do it. As soon as she finished that sentence, I thought, yes, that's true. She's right. I thought it was a great idea. But at the time, I didn't have that in the plan. I didn't think, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But then as I'm reading the article, I felt the leading of the Spirit, encouraging me to do exactly what Sarah had suggested. So, dear listener, here's my resolution for 2024. I'm going to provide for you once each month an episode dedicated to a spiritual practice or a soul training exercise that's been meaningful to me. And not just me, but to countless Christians throughout the centuries. 
So I thought, well, let's just get right to it. Let's begin that right now. So are you ready? The first soul training exercise I want to talk about in the year 2024 is breath prayer. Breath prayer. Maybe you've not heard of it. Maybe you're very familiar with it. Maybe it's something you've done for a long time. But either way, I want to describe what it is and how it works and, and a little bit about how I use it and why it's important to me. So one of the resources that I'll be quoting from in, in these episodes about spiritual practices is from Adele Calhoun's wonderful book, Spiritual Disciplines Handbook. Adele's done a wonderful job of covering a wide range, in fact, over 60 spiritual practices in the Spiritual Disciplines Handbook. She does a great job of explaining what they are, how you do them, what's the benefit, uh, some of the challenges, and so forth. So she does a great job, and I'll be quoting from that. I wanna, I'm in the academy, right? I'm in the university, so I want to be sure that I credit um, sources that I'm using. So on to breath prayer. Breath prayer is, as Adele says, a form of contemplative prayer linked to the rhythms of breathing. So you breathe in using a prayer or a word or a phrase, and you breathe out using a prayer or a phrase. It's really, really simple. Probably of any of the practices I'm going to talk about, this one is the simplest one in terms of how you actually do it. Now, you do get better at it, and it can be challenging in some ways, but it's pretty simple. Now, what's the biblical foundation for this practice? Well, Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, he writes this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ for you. Such a wonderful passage. But that phrase, pray without ceasing, when you hear that, that may seem daunting at first, like pray without ceasing, right? How am I going to get on with my life if I'm just praying all day? But Paul's not exactly talking about us sitting down and engaging in intercessory prayer for you know, 24-7. He's talking about a certain posture of prayer, something that we can do throughout the day. And breath prayer certainly does that for me. I find I can engage in breath prayer throughout my day. And I'm going to talk about how I do that in a little bit. But let me just dig a little deeper into what it is. Adele notes that most breath prayers involve two things. One is breathing out a name for God, often using a biblical name for God. And two, breathing in a simple desire or petition or request. So you breathe out a name for God and then you breathe in a request or a petition or a prayer. So let me give some examples. The first one, a breath prayer that I've used and is an ancient practice. It dates back well over a thousand years, and it's known as the Jesus Prayer. It's practiced frequently in the Eastern Orthodox Church, and it goes like this. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. It's really that simple. So, as Adele's pointing out, you are breathing out an address. You're addressing God. In this case, it's Jesus. So you say, Lord Jesus, as you breathe out. And then as you breathe in, you pray, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Now, I do want to note that there are longer versions of the Jesus prayer. In fact, the, the longest version of the prayer goes like this. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, 
have mercy on me, a sinner. Now that one's a bit more challenging to use as breath prayer, but that is the full classic Jesus prayer. But I, in my own practice, use the shorter version, and I've heard some of the great teachers within the Orthodox tradition, like Callistos Ware, they'll say, it's just as good if you just do the simple one, which is, Jesus, have mercy. So, back to that formula. You have a name for God, and then you have a request. And it's right there. Jesus, you're naming God, in this case, Jesus, and then you say, have mercy. That's how it works. I love breath prayer because it's really simple and it's really intimate. It allows me to stay focused on God. And I also like how it enables me to really keep company with Jesus or to abide in Jesus as he himself instructed in John 15, when Jesus says, let my words abide in you. If you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. That word abide, how do we stay? How do we remain? How do we stay in connection with Jesus? I find that breath prayer really does that. And breath prayer allows me to set my mind on things above. Ah, there it is, the aim of the podcast here. Breath prayer allows me to really set my mind on the things of God. Because I'm saying a name for God, I'm saying the desire of my heart, and then the more I do that, that moves from my mind into my heart. That's what breath prayer can really do. So the prayer that we're saying over and over begins to move into our heart. Okay, so I've given one example, which is, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. But there are a number of breath prayers that I've used and colleagues of mine, friends of mine have used and found to be very helpful. So here's another one. My old friend, Brennan Manning, this was his favorite breath prayer. He taught a lot of people uh, who he gave spiritual direction to to use this particular prayer. And it goes like this, Abba, I belong to you. Abba, I belong to you. Now, Abba is a name for God. In fact, it was Jesus' favorite name for God the Father. If you read through the Gospels, you'll see he addresses God the Father many times as Abba. And it is an Aramaic word. It means great respect, but it also means familiarity and intimacy. So it's a really, it's a great word. I love praying to God as Abba, just as Jesus did. But you notice that the second clause in this, I belong to you, isn't really a petition. It's not a request. It's more of a declaration. You're saying, I belong to you, which is in fact stating a reality. So you're saying, Abba, you're addressing God the Father, and then you're saying, I belong to you. It's really, really lovely. I I love that particular prayer. There's another prayer that I've used quite a lot, and it comes from another Aramaic word, which is Maranatha. And that word Maranatha occurs only one time in the Bible in 1 Corinthians 16.22. And Maranatha simply means, come Holy Spirit. And so the prayer that I often use is, come Holy Spirit. Sometimes I'll say Maranatha, but quite often I just pray, come Holy Spirit. Now, you notice I'm reversing the formula there. I'm starting with the request and then moving to the name for God. But I just, I love that one because it's helping me to stay focused on the things of God. I I love that about what Maranatha means. It reminds me to keep my eyes on the eternal things of the Spirit. So, 
I've given you three so far. Abba, I belong to you. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. And come, Holy Spirit. Now, here's something that I do. Sometimes I use all three at the same time. So I may, in my breath prayer, I will just begin with, Abba, I belong to you. Lord Jesus, have mercy. Come, Holy Spirit. And I like using all three. Sometimes I just use one or two, but I like using all three because that practice immerses me, as Dallas Willard said, in Trinitarian reality. It keeps me focused on Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Abba, I belong to you. Jesus, have mercy. Come, Holy Spirit. And I love this practice in general because it reminds me God is with me always. So breath prayer is how I begin my daily office or my devotional time, my quiet time. I always begin with breath prayer. I think it's a really important practice. And as I mentioned, it's something that I also can do throughout the day. I'll be, I don't know, standing in line. I'll be idle, you know, waiting for something, waiting in a stoplight. Uh, sometimes when I'm, when I'm walking from one place to another, from the university to my car, for example, across campus, and then I'll just pray a breath prayer as I'm going. I'll just, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Abba, I belong to you. There are so many breath prayers. They're really good. Now, one question some of you may have if you're new to this, if you're like, I've never heard of this. One pushback I've gotten from people, they'll say, well, Jim, wait a minute. How is this not that vain repetition that Jesus warned about in Matthew 6? You know, when he says these people who, who the, the Gentiles, he said, who pray over and over in order to be heard, right? Okay, that's a, that's a legitimate question to ask. But what he's describing, or in this case, criticizing in Matthew 6, is different than breath prayer. That kind of prayer was, was praying something over and over as if you were going to convince God to do something. And you're like, well, if I just say it enough times, God will listen. And we know that God hears our prayer. So you, that's what Jesus is trying to say. You don't need to shout. Like, you don't need to do this over and over. God is with you. But breath prayer is not about that at all. You don't pray a breath prayer over and over to get some divine assistance. You pray it repeatedly, as I said earlier, in order to let it sink deeply into your soul. That's the whole point of breath prayer, is you're focusing on God. Another question someone may have is, well, is this, this seems like meditation. Isn't that some sort of Eastern form? Is this like a mantra? No, it's not a mantra. It's, it's, an adre- it's prayer right? You're addressing, you're naming God. So it's not a mantra, which is, you know, like a a one or two syllable word that people say over and over. That's very different that you see in some of the Eastern religions. This is prayer, like you are addressing God, but you're doing it over and over to let it sink into you so that it moves, as I said, from your mind into your heart. And that's a really important thing to have happen. And there's an old cliche that the the longest 18 inches in the world is the, the move from your head to your heart. But when I pray breath prayers, what I'm thinking about is I want this to sink into the center of my existence. That's why I love the prayers that I mentioned. But here, here are some other breath prayers that, that I found helpful. Some people have shared these with me that they use. Here's a few more examples. Holy one, keep me true. I like that one. Holy one, keep me true. 
Here's one that I developed way back. I, I have record of using this breath prayer even when I was in college, so a long time ago. And it goes like this. God is here and God is love. So I breathe out, God is here. And I breathe in, God is love. That one I started doing back in my earliest days when I was walking with Christ, and that was a very helpful prayer to me. Here's a little bit longer one. Good shepherd, we are yours. You know our every care. I like that one a lot. Good shepherd, we are yours. You know our every care. That's a way of of using a breath prayer to get into the 23rd Psalm. I really like that. Here's another one. Lord Jesus, protect me in times of trial. If I'm going through a, a time of suffering or grief or loss, that's a great breath prayer that I use. Lord Jesus, protect me in times of trial. Here's another one. Abba, make my whole life a prayer to you. I like that one. Abba, make my whole life a prayer to you. And then there's one, these, this comes from the psalm. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. That's a great breath prayer. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. And here's a, a short, simple one. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. That's straight out of the story when, when Samuel was, was learning to hear the voice of God. And he said that to God. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. You may have noticed that many of these breath pairs are taken directly from the Bible. That's where they come from. And I think that's important. I I think the scriptures give us the truest understanding of who God is. So I love using breath prayer uh, using actual scriptural passages. Okay, so exactly how do you do this practice? Well, as I mentioned, I use it in my quiet time each day. I sit in a comfortable chair. I begin just kind of breathing, becoming present where I am. And, um, And then I begin using breath prayer. Now, most of the time, I don't say the prayer out loud. So, for example, if someone was outside of my door where I'm having a quiet time, they wouldn't hear me saying those words. Sometimes I do, but often I just breathe in. I'll say, Abba, silently, and then breathe out, I belong to you, also in silence. I'll do this over and over, often for about five minutes or so. Uh, that's most typical for me. Is it's, a, it's a practice that I do for three, four, five minutes. Once in a while, I'll, I'll really get focused and I'll do it longer sometimes 10, even one time 20 minutes, not too long ago. I, I really stayed with the practice. And as I mentioned, I practice it throughout the day, especially during downtimes. So it's a wonderful practice. It's, I think, a, a central practice um, in Christian formation. And I hope you'll make a, a kind of resolution to engage in it yourself, to begin practicing breath prayer. You can Google it. You can read about it. There's more breath prayers other than the ones I mentioned. But those are pretty good places to start. So I encourage you to do that. And I hope you'll make a kind of resolution to engage in these monthly practices with me. I'll be giving one each month, looking at a practice, talking about how it works and how I use it and how it can be helpful to us. And I'd love to hear back from you about how it's going. So I would encourage you, if you want to, you can, you can contact us at apprenticeinstitute.org, apprenticeinstitute.org. We would love to hear your, any feedback about using breath prayer, how that's working for you, in addition to all the other uh, practices we'll talk about. Also, this year, I'm very excited. We're going to have some amazing guests on the podcast to talk about their latest works, 
um, some new people that we've not had on before, as well as some of the most popular guests we've had in the past, such as Brian Zahn, Emily P. Freeman, A.J. Swoboda. I'm so excited for 2024. I hope you are too. But until then, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I hope you join me next time. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith. And you can learn more about this podcast. And if you'd like to donate to the Things Above podcast, you can do so on our website, apprenticeinstitute.org. Click the Donate Now button at the top of the page. It's really easy, and it would mean a lot to me. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, and you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that one day if you're asked, what's on your mind? Your answer will be, things above.